The first question for you is it painful? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it's painful. I think there's a little S&M in me because I really enjoy doing <laughs> oh, it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is the Transparency Podcast Show with hosts Shelby Chang and Michelle Herman from Long Beach, California, where we bring you life transformation stories, business, investment, personal development, entertainment, and more. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Transparency Podcast Show. This is Shelby Chang. And this is Michelle Herman. And we have a very special guest for you today. Someone that knows me rather intimately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My electrolysis, Paula Grippy, is here. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the stages that we have to go through during our transition. And specifically, in this case, electrolysis. So... Paula, welcome to the Transparency Podcast Show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Very good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in this, specifically with trans people, because you have a large trans population that you work with. Um, I started electrology about 15 years ago, and little did I know um, I was going to enjoy doing hair removal. Uh, when I originally started, I, I was bored out of my mind. I was like, I hate doing this. This is horrible. Really? This is not fun. I'm a hairdresser, actually, for 30 years. Wow. So I wasn't sure I wanted to do electrolysis until a very good friend of mine who happened to be a state board examiner for electrologists said, think of it as a way to help people mm-hmm. with an issue of unwanted hair. So because I hadn't thought of that sort of mindset instead of it being a process. Then I started thinking about people who had issues and there's a lot, a lot of hair issues that people have. Mm. And so uh, with that mindset, I started doing hair removal and I was very, very excited. I said, this is really cool because people really needed to have hair removed. Now, as for the trans population uh, individuals, I was doing hair for people at Kaiser Permanente. And I'm doing, you know, fixing their hair and coloring it and cutting it and making them look beautiful. And they had approached me and said, um, you know, we're going to start a program for transgenders. And so we can do surgeries, but we need hair removal. Would you be interested? So I met with the docs and the people in power and we started talking about how long they thought it would take and, you know, what's all involved. And that's how I got involved. So I was at the beginning of their program. Wow, very cool. So, I did not know that. Yeah. It's exciting. You helped create it. Very good. How, what percentage of your population, your clients are trans, do you think? Currently, I would say about 80% of okay. my population are transgender very good. Very good. folks. And Shelby is thinking about yeah, doing the Yeah, I, I want to ask you, do you, what's the difference between laser, LASIK and electrolysis? Laser and the, electrolysis? Yeah, because um, I, did, I actually did laser before. And I don't have any problems for many, many years. And somehow I don't know I don't know what happened. It just started came started growing back. Started growing on back. my facial. Yes. Well, laser and electrolysis are both very, very effective for hair removal. Mm-hmm. There and laser has its advantages and disadvantages. Uh, one of the things about laser, if you have melatonin rich skin, which there's a Fitzpatrick scale one through six. One being very light skin, six being very dark skin. If you have very melanin-rich skin, which would be Fitzpatrick scale, say, four, five, and six, laser isn't 
necessarily compatible for you. Or if you have blonde hair, red hair, um, or white hair, clear hair, um, laser won't won't work. Um, Laser is an awesome way to get rid Mm -hmm. of hair if you have the right skin tone and the right hair color. I prefer that somebody go and start with laser and get the majority of the hair removed and then come for electrolysis to have the rest of the hair uh, taken care of. But both very effective methods. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my uh, um, my first question for you is a painful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, it yes, it's painful. I think there's a little S and M in me because I really enjoy doing <laughs> oh, it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use a numbing cream. You can get. Uh, you have your doctor prescribe a. Um, uh, compound pharmacy to do a prescription strength numbing okay. cream that's good. Currently, there are a lot of facilities, if they have a nurse on staff or doctor on staff, they'll do lidocaine injections, um, and those are very effective. Okay. Which Kaiser does, however, not in Long Beach yet. Oh. They do it in West L.A., mm-hmm. but... So I looked into this, but I, I'm not able to drive after the shot from West L.A. here no. to have electrolysis done because I don't know why. Maybe I couldn't feel the gas pedal or something. No, no, no. <laughs> you, could, you actually could do it. It's pretty cool. Um, I have a, uh, some colleagues in other uh, areas that actually do the lidocaine injections. Yeah. And you can work for up to four or five, six hours, That's say, amazing. and get a complete clearing Yeah, you know, in, in a lot of cases. So. I just haven't figured out how to bring that into yeah. the facility because you, you would have to be a nurse or a doctor mm-hmm. uh, doing the actual injections. Yeah. Yeah. So how long is typical one session? Is, okay. Or is it very Well, it varies. On... It really varies. I typically have my clientele come in once a week for an hour mm-hmm. because usually at about an hour you hit a wall and with the pain and you can't handle it. Some people (laughs) or 45 minutes. Some people can handle longer sessions, but usually about an hour. Okay. So, so how, like, for example, if, if I start today, how long do I need to go for this procedure? Okay. Um, usually with the genital area, Mm -hmm. um, you take anywhere from 18 to 24 months. Um, to completely do a, a clearing in the, mm-hmm. in the site that they need to do the surgery. Okay. And uh, that's pretty typical. How about for facial hair? Uh, facial really depends. I've gone anywhere from 150 hours to 450 hours. Oh. It all determines the density, you know, mm-hmm. per square inch, how much hair do you have? Okay. And have you previously treated the hair? We have a lot of people that... Um, they haven't liked their hair, so they've done tweezing. Then you get what we call a distorted follicle, and it just takes much longer time mm-hmm. to uh, work. But right. that's, I'd say faces faces take longer. Yeah. Okay. And you were explaining to me the cycle. It's about, was it about a three-month cycle for the hair to regrow? Let's talk about the hair on the face versus yeah, the hair okay. on the body. The hair on the face usually takes about 16 weeks for one hair to complete Mm -hmm. a cycle. And what I mean by a cycle is each hair has three stages, antigen attached to the root, catagen detached from the root, and it starts to migrate up the follicle. Then there's a resting stage called telogen. Now, the hair, in order for it to be completely destroyed, Mm -hmm. whether it's laser or electrolysis, has to be destroyed in the antigen stage that's attached to the follicle. Mm -hmm. In that 16-week period, 
the root is only attached to the follicle for four weeks. Mm-hmm. So one month attached to the, you know, where you could actually destroy it. Now there's techniques that you can do within the process where you can try to insert the probe because that's what we're doing is we insert a probe into the follicle, apply a small amount of electricity if that's the method that we're using because there's three mm-hmm. different methods. And um, and you can go even a little bit lower, push it to where the follicle would be developing and attempt to destroy that. Mm. So it's really about how you, you know, okay. do it. So it's a guessing game. So if you do the algorithms, um, the hair I treat today Let's say it's at the beginning stage. That's going to take four months for that same hair to come back. Mm -hmm. So that's why the length of time. Mm -hmm. And even with laser, it takes about 12 sessions, but you're six to eight weeks apart. Yeah. So you have to monitor the cycle to see what grows back or what doesn't to know what needs to continue to be cleared. Ideally, what you want to do is do a complete clearing and then keep that clearing up because as a new hair emerges... What happens is baby hair. The baby hair has got a very short uh, length to it, and the small hair follicle, much easier to destroy than something that's gotten longer and deeper. Very good. And so... If that makes sense. So I know with me, you use different size probes at different times. So there are multiple sizes. Is that based on the size of the follicle, or...? How does that work? Yes. What you want to do is if you have very fine hair, you want to use a thinner probe. If you have a thicker hair and a thicker follicle, you want to use a thicker folli- a thicker probe. So it's based on what hair you're working on. So the face on the hair versus the hair on the genital area could be different in different areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is there any other areas that people will ask you to do for um, your service? Well, I'd, I'll do face and I'll do the genital area or the surgery site. And uh-huh. The doctor will determine, uh, based on the type of surgery that right. you're going to have, the area that needs to be cleared. There's a slight difference between doctors on what area, in, on the actual area that they want mm-hmm. the hair removed from for the surgery site. Um, I have a lot of girls that come to me and um, I will approach them about their eyebrows. Oh. Eyebrows are like a frame on a picture. A picture without a frame isn't as pretty, but Mm. a picture with a frame, it it just, it can just showcase it. So I really Mm. like to do eyebrows and help girls determine what kind of shape of Mm -hmm. eyebrow would look best for their face. So I will always approach that. And I love doing eyebrows. Okay. That's interesting. (laughs) Actually, it's less painful. I did wax before. It's kind of I don't know, strange feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) exactly. So the science is you're actually with the probe, you're, you're putting that into the follicle and how much electricity do you give it to, to, to stun it enough to not regrow? Well, we're actually destroying the tissue uh, and the hair follicle so that it doesn't grow again. As far as the amount you try to do something Ideally, I want to do maybe one or two taps because I use my foot to tap on the um, applying the electricity. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah. And then there's intensities, you know, and so based on uh, how sensitive is your skin, how dense is the hair, how deep is the hair, different areas in the body uh, will have different depths. So that will determine what I'm going to use or what modality I'm going to use. Okay. Interesting. Very good. And so most of your patients, do you think they go 45 minutes to an hour? I know you do have some that 
that can handle much longer? I What's do, kind of an average? Mostly the average um, is an hour okay. session, but I do have some clients that'll go for two hours and maybe we'll do an hour on the face and the beard area yeah. and then an hour, you know, right. on the genital right. area, just kind of. Yeah. How you're feeling I, that day. Yeah, I think my wall starts around 40 <laughs> minutes. And yeah. there's one time we were talking about this Thursday. One time, probably about three weeks ago, for some reason, it didn't bother me as much. Oh. And I don't know, I wasn't drunk or anything. So I don't know exactly <laughs> what it was, but I was able to handle it a little bit better. Wow. But then, then you know, next time I'm really sensitive again. So it's very interesting how that changes. A couple factors play into, uh, I usually say, make sure you're very hydrated. So a couple mm. days before you want to drink a lot of water, especially yeah. the day of no caffeine, oh, no caffeine, caffeine, uh, stimulant will make you a lot more sensitive. Interesting. Um, okay. you do combination of uh, whatever, um, Tylenol, aspirin combination mm-hmm. will yeah. work. You know, it just, every, all factors plan. If you're stressed or the end of your day, or you've had a stressful day, yeah. it could be more painful also. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Wow. So let me ask you a little bit more of a community question. What, because I know we've talked about this before, why are you drawn to work with the trans community, with our community? Why, why do you work with us? You know, I've, what I've found out uh, through the process, and I've been do, working with the trans community for 10 years now, such appreciation for the work that I do. They're so happy to have the hair removal. It's, yeah. it's more of, a, of a, an appreciation and you develop a relationship. Yeah, totally. And I really admire all that you have to go through. Um, to get to become the authentic you. And I am an intricate part of that. Yes, and absolutely. I feel very fortunate to be able to do this. Yeah. You know, I, I was going to say, um, I've been coined as the transgender midwife, nice. you know, by some nice. people. And, you know, I have the privilege of helping and facilitate uh, this beautiful journey for mm-hmm. transgender uh, tra- gender transition and help bring you, you know, into this new world. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a rite of passage. Uh, the transgen- the transition is a sacred place in, and self-development and growth. Yes. And it's a journey mm-hmm. of rebirth and a, and a passage into a new, you know, life. Mm-hmm. Right. And I get to be part of that process. So I'm very, very happy and very proud that I get to be part of the transition yeah. that y'all yeah. get to go through. And for me, it, you've been a big, such a big part. I remember some of my first times I was so nervous and scared and unsure of myself. And and then to how our relationship has developed and the encouragement you've been for me has been amazing. And and that you've been there every step of the way and in a very intimate, sometimes awkward <laughs> place. Well, I want to provide a safe and comfortable um, healing space that yeah. allows you to feel comfortable. I mean, many clients are in that cocoon stage where they're not there and they're not here. Mm-hmm. So... I want my face, my space to feel like you're sort of in the middle, you know, and there's, there's magic in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I am very happy to be able to provide that sort of um, space for um, uh, everybody. But especially I've developed so many great friendships that have mm-hmm. lasted way beyond surgery, yeah. way beyond my electrolysis. And it's been mm-hmm. just wonderful. Right. So yeah, I come into some, 
I'm after sometimes with our appointments with ladies that are before me that you've known for years and years and, and you guys are singing and joking and having just the, all kinds of fun. And, and electrolysis, I would not say is fun, but if you can find a, a electrolysist, electrologist, electrologist yeah. that um, makes it fun, it's, it's so much better. I, so I, I have to say, I don't, necessarily like doing what we come what I come to do but because you're there it makes it so much better oh, and thank so you. <laughs> it makes it makes it bearable for sure for sure yeah so um where can people find you are you on social media where is your um facility at well i i actually rent space at uh Sharon James Salon in Long Beach California and Sharon uh prior to me coming to work in her facility I've been there for about 10 years she had another electrologist there hmm. for 12 years. So they've oh, wow. been used to having an electrologist. Okay. Um, so that's where I'm hanging out and I love it. So. This episode is brought to you by KitCaster. KitCaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. And you've done something different the last few weeks, maybe even a month now, with the state. And so oh. <laughs> that's, that's been a fascinating and, and I'm glad that we live in a state like California compared to some of the things that are happening in states. But tell us how you're working with the California state prison system. Well, I was approached by the California state prison system to work with transgender folks who are incarcerated yeah. and are going to go through transition and need hair removal. And so I agreed to work with the facility and um, they bring their their you know, inmates to me, uh, and they're transitioning and, and need to have surgery prep. And it's been wonderful. They're so again so thankful mm -hmm. that they have a space mm -hmm. to go to. And it it's I think it's about acceptance. Right. Yes. You know I it it is really changed my opinion about people in general. Right. If you're in need. And it's something I can serve you with. I am there for you. Yes. Yeah. So. Exactly. So you have inmates coming from, where do they come from? Well, different facilities okay. throughout, um, without naming where yeah. the prisons are. But Southern California area. Yeah, Southern okay. California area. And, and they bring, um, they're transported to me. To the salon. To the salon. And I do it on a day that the salon isn't terribly busy because it's okay. a little intimidating to, to um other clients. Gotcha. Because uh, people, security people, that guards there. Yeah. There's yeah. two security guards that bring uh, the inmates to me and then they come in for two hours and they're so just so happy to have, you know, the opportunity yeah, to bet. have hair removal and then to be able to go through surgery. So that's, that's something new for me. Yeah. Very good. And will this, this will continue for a while, right? I hope so. Yeah. It seems like yeah. Yeah. the way it's going. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So, um, how, how, if I'm going to uh, visit you, your service for the first time, how does it start? Do I get a consultation first? 
Well, normally when you get to the stage where you know you're going to have hair removal, you've mm-hmm. pretty much gone through all of your um, your prep through, right. um, you know, psychological preparation. Yes. You know, the uh, surgeon will tell you, you know, the area. You've gone way through your mm-hmm. transition, mm-hmm. and now it's physically having to have your hair removed. But, yes, I'll have you come in the first time, fill out paperwork. The most important thing is for you to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's, okay. you know, it's like nobody wants to take their clothes off. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, yeah. a, a sheet or something you can have. Actually, it's a cashmere blanket that you can wrap around yourself. And maybe, you know, I'm telling you after about 30 minutes into it, you don't care. <laughs> all True. people come in, <laughs> rip off their clothes, exactly. jump on the bed. And I've got a really comfortable bed, you know, if you need heat or cooling uh-huh, or totally. whatever, or an ice pack, you know, and then the goal is to make you feel as comfortable mm-hmm. as possible. Okay. And sometimes it takes a little while. Uh, now be, with that being said, I want people to feel safe. So many right. people have shame about having, you know, a penis or, you know, right. it depends if you're, you know, M to F or F to M. Right. So they're so ashamed and they hate it and they just have all this distrust. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I want to convey to you is your subconscious mind believes what you say to it. You start mm-hmm. loving that. Right. That's going to be your new vagina. Yes. You know, you, I'm mm-hmm. helping you. I yes. want you to love all your body parts, yeah. you know, because we're transforming. Right. So literally mm-hmm. and figuratively. Right. Yeah. So yes. I, I want, I want to convey that. I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to start thinking in a different way. I don't know if Michelle explained to you, I have things on my ceiling when you're laying yeah. down and oh. looking up all positive affirmations mm-hmm. and things. If you get one thing out of being mm-hmm. there that makes you think perhaps yeah. in a different light or gives yourself positive reinforcement, then I've, I've created something Mm -hmm. for you that day. Yeah. It is empowering. It's, it's part of our journey to be who we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make it fun or less painful. It still hurts like hell, but, (laughs) but it's part of the journey. And I would go, you know, as many times as I had to, to get it done, what I need to get done. So, so yeah, it is a, it's kind of an important part of that. Well, to, and the, the other thing is, is if I can get you to talk and tell me a story mm-hmm, and keep yeah, talking and yeah. talking, the pain, it's, it, the pain it is like half yeah, of what you easier. think it is. Mm-hmm. If you concentrate on the pain, it's going to be more painful. Right. So come in with a story. Give me yeah. a story. Talk yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah. And, you, and you're such a great talker too. You bring that out. We talk about everything from astrology to the, she also rescues hummingbirds. So we, oh, yeah. she talk about birds. We talk mm-hmm. about family, talk about everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, makes it fun. It's neat because I've developed so many great friendships and so many relationships with people that I, you know, I know I'll have a lot of these friends for a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. You're stuck with us for a while. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, if you're going, if you're planning on bottom surgery, which um, some people do, some people don't, it's depending on what they feel comfortable with. And that's great. Wherever situation. Now, I have had friends that have come in early, even before transition, to start working on their face. Is there a kind of a timeline that you might suggest that or just whenever you can or whenever the finances are there or insurance kicks in? There's two factors, time and money. That's pretty much it. Um, Do you have the finances to afford to do this? You know, do you have an insurance plan that works for you? A lot of people I'll talk to 
prior to maybe it might be a year or six months prior to them even going in for a consultation, what do they do? And I really like facilitating that sort of a conversation to get them think, what insurance do you have? Where um, have you um, coordinated with your transgender coordinator to find out what is covered, what's not covered, then find out if it's something that I can do the billing for, or are you going to get reimbursed? You know, what super bills do I have to do? So I have people that will come to me two years prior to them even doing anything or a year prior to, and I'll just kind of walk them through what they can do in the meantime. And that seems to help. And they always come back. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I know I've had friends that have done that, and prior to even, even if maybe if they not sure that they're going to fully transition, but they start that anyway, um, because that is a source of dysphoria. And so then I'm kind of like, man, I wish I would have started earlier too. But, <laughs> everybody but, says yeah. that. I think everybody. But I mean, I have Kaiser personally, and so I'm very thankful for <laughs> what they cover and how easy. And then that's how I connected with you is through Kaiser. They gave me some options mm-hmm. in my area, really two options in my area, and you were the closest. So I'm glad I chose you. I'm glad you chose me too because uh-huh. I love you. <laughs> So I'm going to choose her then. <laughs> yes, yes. I highly recommend her. Yeah. So what would you have other, um, since you've seen such a, a spectrum of our journeys, um, what words of encouragement or advice would you have for someone that's just starting out? Oh, goodness. Um, just, I would say, continue your journey. You know, yes. this is something that, you know, be authentic to yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, if this is something you're thinking about doing, reach out. There's such so many places you can reach out and talk to others to find out what it is that you need to do. Um, call me. I don't, you know, anybody. I mean, there's so many resources now. Um, and just go forward. Move forward. Don't stop. Don't run. Don't walk. Yeah, right. <laughs> step right. by step. Exactly. Yeah. So you would be open to people contacting you via social media or email to just ask questions. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when it comes to what they need to do in maybe locating a surgeon or even with electrolysis, even if you're not in the area. I have lots of friends that do oh, this good. work in other wow. areas That's across good. the country yeah. that, you know, we, we all network. Awesome. So very good. Yeah. Reach out. Yes. Reach out to, you know, everybody. Yes. Yeah, and I know that Paula is on some some forums, some group Facebook groups mm-hmm. that uh, she responds to when people have questions and stuff. So, so she is very available and, and accessible to that. And so, and you would offer a free consultation, right? For, Absolutely. For mention the podcast and yes. mention um, the co- co- podcast. Come in for a free consultation. Yeah. You know, kind of get an idea of you yeah. know where you're going and maybe adjust your thinking in a different yeah, way. And exactly. that's sometimes what you need to do yeah. is, is adjust how you approach things right. just in Definitely. general. And just to answer questions, because I think I came in with a very not knowing what to expect and just so everything was a question. And, and you've been so good about answering those and kind of helping create a pathway that, that is comfortable, not painless, but comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the theme, I guess, today. But, uh, but it's amazing. And so, so thank you. Thank you yeah. for being my person. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, we all have our journeys, and whatever journey you're on is important and valid, and we want to encourage you in that to be safe, to reach out, to find a place that you have support and community, 
Um, that's, again, the purpose of this podcast is to build community within our, our group. And so reach out, reach out to Paula. There's different stages of your journey that you'll find yourself on, and there'll be people like her that'll be available to you. So, so reach out. Yes. Um, hopefully you'll find someone in your area that is as great as Paula has been for me <laughs> and you. to provide with you all the services and, and encouragement that you need. So thank you very thank much you for, coming. for coming. Thank you thank for you. having me.